If every pork chop were perfect, <laughs> there wouldn't be any hot dogs. Greg Universe, Episode 2, Laser Light Cannon. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is the Self-Care and Steven Universe podcast with your host, Rafi Regulus. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and we're here to celebrate all things Steven Universe. We're also going to be checking in with ourselves about some heavy-hitting topics and meaningful conversations. So there's some things that we're going to check in about before we move forward. All right, so let's get right into this. This is actually my first time recording a podcast, and I'm super excited because this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while now. I am a huge fan of the show Steaming Universe, and as we get through this podcast series, I'm going to be sharing with you a lot of vulnerable parts of both my identity and my lived experiences. I also want to give an amazing shout out, love, and appreciation to my executive producer, Linda Nugan who has been so supportive in not only uplifting my voice and encouraging me to record this podcast, but also creating space to be able to do the work that's necessary in publishing this podcast and making it something that we both feel happy with. So what is self-care in Steven Universe, right? Well, I think that the best way to answer that is actually by answering some questions first. I have an amazing collective of friends and supportive folks who have been aware that I was creating this podcast, and I asked them to send me some questions that pertain to either Steven Universe as a series, the fan base, or some themes that come out of the show. I'm going to answer a couple of these questions as a way to best frame what the series is going to sound like and the kind of things that we're going to be talking about as this podcast grows. So our first question comes from Shane. For the Steven Universe noobs, why would you recommend it? What do you personally get out of it? And where is the best place to start, if not right at the beginning? Shane, that is a really great question, and one that I usually end up having to answer by the time I like get really into my ranting vibe with folks about why they are not listening to like the Steven Universe podcast, or watching the show, checking out the YouTube clips. Well... I like to think of Steven Universe the way I think about Star Wars. You don't start with Star Wars, the first movie. You have to follow the storyline to better understand what leads up to the first episode, right? Even though I am a diehard Star Wars fan and believe that the prequels never happened, I think that in order for you, and yes, that was shape. I think that in order for you to truly understand why is it that things happened the way they did in the original trilogy, you have to start with the prequels. So I encourage folks who are getting into Steven Universe for the first time to start with the first episode. Start with Gem Glow. Now, I'm going to tell you, let's keep it real, it's going to start off slow. We have to remember that Steven Universe was a show that was intended for children. It is on Cartoon Network, right? So you're going to have a lot of shows that have like these really funny and more immature plots and themes, right? And it's not until halfway through season one, maybe even going into season two, that we start seeing the show take a turn and there's some character development and some growth, right? If you're the kind of person who doesn't really like watching a show from the beginning because you want to skip through all of that and you want to watch that one episode that makes you feel like oh this is why people are into this show i highly recommend that you start with jailbreak jailbreak to this day is still one of the most important and popular episodes in all of the steven universe series 
it is an episode that will basically define why is it that Steven Universe is so important, especially within the LGBTQ community. And it's honestly an episode that causes a lot of folks to be like, hmm, all right, I want to know what led up to this episode and I want to know what happens next. So I highly recommend that. And thanks again for your question, Shane. That was awesome. Our next question comes from Malachi. Malachi's question is, who are you hoping fuses next? (laughs) Malachi, that is one of my favorite things to talk about with folks. So thanks for asking that question. We're definitely going to have a whole episode about this later, right? But just for the sake of this first episode, I want to make the context clear. When I'm talking about fusion, I'm talking about the relationship between two or more characters on Steven Universe and how they culminate into this new beautiful physical form. And the reason why I'm using that context is because one of the most important fusions that came out of the show, in my opinion, is Smoky Quartz. Because Amethyst and Steven had some of the most intentionally diverse character development arcs in the entire show so far. Not minimizing how other characters have developed and grown, but in the way that they were both able to cultivate this union in a way that became the amazingness and the epicness that is Smoky Quartz. I need that same energy in the next fusion. I need that to be the exclamation point at the end of a longly thought and written sentence. So that being said, I think that it would be amazing if the next two gems to fuse would actually be Lapis Lazuli and Peridot. I think that Lapis and Peridot still have a lot of things that they haven't talked about. There's a lot of unresolved conversations that need to be had. And there's a lot of feelings that they've been talking to Steven and to other characters about, but not to each other. There's going to be a point in the show where they both have to talk it out and they have to be vulnerable with each other. And it's through that vulnerability that they're going to be able to become this new amazing and beautiful thing. As a bonus answer to that question, I think it would be really epic if a fusion of Lapis Lazuli and Peridot ended up battling Aquamarine and Topaz. And if y'all have seen these episodes and know what I mean, oh yeah, I'm claiming that theory. All right, let's jump into the next question. This has been great so far. Our next question comes from Brittany. What do you think the movie will be about? And what are your impressions on White Diamond? All right, let's talk about that. So first and foremost, I have yet to figure out what the movie is going to be about. I want to theorize that it has something to do with Blue Diamond. There's something about Blue Diamond that I feel like we haven't gotten the full story from because we assume that Blue and Yellow Diamond both know everything about each other and are fully transparent with each other. I disagree. I think that there's definitely more to Blue's powers and to Blue's emotions and lived experiences that we haven't gotten to yet. And there's something that's going to come out of the movie that's a result of something, anything that has to do with her. I'm really looking forward to this movie. And uh, yeah, I will be getting pre-ordered like IMAX 4D, first in the front premiere tickets. I will do whatever it takes to be at that movie line. Now, in regards to White Diamond, oh, I am definitely going to have a character breakdown on White Diamond real soon in another episode. I will say this for now. When I think of White Diamond... I think of someone who is the 1% of the 1%. 
So when we had that character reveal in the most recent episode that came out after San Diego Comic-Con, it brought up a lot of feelings for me. Like first and foremost, who is this magnificent entity of light who is just towering over Steven? Why are her nails so on point? I mean, we're talking about aliens from another planet and yet she's over here with like these Michael Kors like heels. I don't even know what's going on. She's looking like she went to Bed Bath and Beyond and just like went extra in the Beyond section with all these like fluorescent lights and this magnificence. She's got some like Rihanna fancy makeup on with that eyelash. I don't know what is her story, but she is like the Miranda Priestly of Homeworld and I live for her. I also think that the Crooniverse, and by the Crooniverse, I mean the Steven Universe writing team and the creative team behind it, especially Rebecca Sugar, I think that they're all nerdy and they have a tendency of putting a lot of really fun Easter eggs in their show. So I have this amazing theory and I've also heard other people talk about it on like Reddit and social media. What if that's not actually White Diamond? What if who we think is White Diamond is actually the like Wizard of Oz, like behind the green curtain kind of thing. That's what I think is happening. I think that who we think is White Diamond is actually maybe a pearl or maybe not even a gem at all. What if it's some other entity that we haven't met yet who's kind of like pulling the strings with this illusion that is White Diamond. And maybe that also explains why is it that the White Pearl looks the way that the White Pearl does with that crack on her forehead or and like through her eye. Because that could have been a result of like, you know, using abuse as a way of controlling someone and forcing them to keep a secret. There's a lot to unpack in that theory and I promise you, we are definitely going to do some deeper character analysis in future episodes. And we're going to talk about that more. But for now, I will say that I think that White Diamond is the epitome of wolf in sheep's clothing. There's definitely something going on behind that fluorescent curtain. Okay, so our next question comes from Ash. Oh, I love this question. What do you think Steven's character alignment would be? And has it changed at any point? Also, the alignments of other gems and the diamonds. Okay, first and foremost, Ash, you are amazing. Thank you so much for asking this question. For folks who don't know what character alignment is, character alignment is something that came out of tabletop gaming. Most folks know about Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons. It's a format of being able to determine someone's ethics and morality. So, for example, if we're thinking of characters in Steven Universe, you have to think of whether someone is a good character or an evil character, and what's the spectrum in between and surrounding that. There's also the binary of law and chaos. So is someone the type of character to have a code? Something that they're bound to, whether it's because of honor or just because of the way they are, it's in their nature. Do they abide by a certain set of rules? Or are they more like chaos, where they're very free in the way that they make decisions and make choices in their life? There's also the point in which both binaries intersect, and that's neutrality. I don't believe in true neutral. True neutral to me is an alignment that only is given to like maybe 
the simplest of creatures, maybe like a rock, a tree, you know? So when we're thinking about character alignment in Steam Universe, I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible, especially for folks who are hearing this term for the first time. So let's see. If I had to give Steven an alignment, I would say that Steven's character alignment is chaotic good. Because I think that Steven started off more with lawful good, wanting to impress the crystal gems and to live up to the expectations left by his mother's legacy. But as he's grown and developed as a person and as a character, he's really come into his own sense of morality. And he's really developed his own idea of being free, a free thinker and being very free spirited. He's definitely good. He's absolutely good. He has one of the purest hearts of all the characters on the show. And we all know by now that there's good reason for that. So, Steven, chaotic good. Let's think some other characters. Hmm. I'm going to go with Bismuth. I think that Bismuth is the lawful neutral. And the reason why I say that is because we're now just getting to a place where Bismuth is more on the good alignment. But based off of Bismuth's Bismuth's, Bismuth's, history, I think that what Bismuth did always abided by a code. We especially know that in the recent episode, Made of Honor, right? So we know that Bismuth is lawful. I would say neutral, though, because they're not evil. But then again, they're not good. They're leaning more towards good. Unfortunately, they were so taken aback by a lot of the secrets that made no sense to Bismuth because of a lot of the secrets that Rose Quartz and Pink Diamond held that their concept of what was good and what was evil ended up transitioning over time. So yeah, Bismuth, lawful neutral. Pearl, lawful good. Very self-explanatory, right? Pearl abides by her own, you know, code, her own ideals. She's very precise. She's very quick to compartmentalize, right? And she definitely believes in all things good. Jasper, chaotic evil. Jasper is definitely chaotic evil. And while, yes, there's a whole fan base of people waiting for the Jasper redemption arc, we have to keep it real and recognize that Jasper is a character that was hella brainwashed, is definitely indoctrined into the homeworld aesthetic and will do anything in order to live up to the expectations of her shattered diamond. So yeah, chaotic evil. White diamond? We don't really know enough about her yet, but I'm just going to go ahead and set her right off the bat as lawful evil because there's a lot going on there and there's a lot to unpack, right? Blue diamond, I would say, is... Hmm... Blue Diamond is the closest thing I would get to True Neutral, and I don't really believe in True Neutral, but I'm going to say Neutral good. Yeah, because I think that while she is a person of privilege, and she does have a tendency of having a bad attitude and having that manipulation over Jem's emotions, I hope that her character arc puts her in a place where she's more thoughtful and more mindful, and she does have way more patience than Yellow Diamond. Because when you think about Yellow Diamond, you are talking about lawful neutral. I think that Yellow Diamond is neither good nor evil. I believe that they are an authority figure, and they believe in what is law and what is set and they will do whatever it takes to create order out of chaos all right and our next question comes from daryl 
Daryl asks, where do you think the power and agency to be yourself comes from? And how does the confidence and maintenance of those things stay in that place when the world is beset with graphic images stating that you are not enough? <laughs> Daryl, first of all, I am shooketh by that question. Talking about bringing that energy and talking about what is it that I'm doing this podcast for, I think that this is an excellent question. So there's a lot to unpack. Where do I think the power and agency to be myself comes from? I think that that power and agency comes from what I've survived and what I've experienced. I think that as a trauma survivor, living with my intersecting identities, I'm able to overcome certain challenges in life that have given me a perspective that not many have access to or wish that they had access to. I think that it is because of what I've overcome that I've grown to become the person that I am so much that I am proud of who I am and I will fight for me. And that is so important to me because it's a big part of why I love Steven Universe. Because when I think of that power and agency, I see a lot of myself and what I've been through in so many of the Steven Universe characters. When you think of everything that Pearl has gone through to get to where she is, that resilience, that search for who she is and her autonomy, oh my goodness, that is so me. I feel that in my own lived experiences. And in future episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you some of my own past and how it intersects with these stories and these character arcs. How does the confidence and the maintenance of those things stay in that place when I'm surrounded by graphic images saying that I'm not enough? Well, I think of characters like Garnet. Garnet has a history of being surrounded by people saying you are never enough. Even as a fusion, you're an improper fusion. You are this anomaly, right? And look at everything that Garnet says on the show that goes absolutely against everything that was set up for her and all these expectations. Even in her most popular song, Stronger Than You, all she says is all these affirming things about how she's never going to stop being more than who she is. Having that self-determination, having that resilience, that is a huge part of what helps me as a person navigate these systems of oppression and get through everyday struggles. Thanks again for asking me this question. It's amazing. And I want folks listening to this podcast to know that a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about in future episodes are going to be exactly about this. These intersecting conversations between the Steven Universe series, the fandom, and the culture mixed with our own lived experiences and our own current events and our culture so that we can use Steven Universe as a lens to more holistically practice self-care, sustainability, and discuss really heavy-hitting topics. So thanks, Daryl. Next question comes from Clarence. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> uh, what does Lapis's relationship to Jasper tell us about abuse? What does her relative immunity to Blue Diamond tell us about surviving abuse? Wow, okay. So full disclosure, I am a client advocacy specialist at the place where I work at, and every single day I have to hear from clients coming from different walks of life about the violence that they've experienced. And I've had to navigate my own understanding of what abuse is and what it looks like. 
So I think about that a lot when I think about Steven Universe, especially when it comes to the relationship between Lapis Lazuli and Jasper. Keeping it real, I really want to have this topic be an episode on its own because I feel like from the narrative that came out of the relationship between Lapis and Jasper, we can really talk about things like body autonomy, intimate partner violence, we can talk about consent, we could talk about healthy, unhealthy, and toxic relationships. Regarding Lapis's immunity to Blue Diamond though, oh yeah, I was so here for that moment. It felt so affirming to me as a trauma survivor, being able to have that moment to stand up to your oppressor and to have Blue Diamond's powers of like emotional abuse be like a figment of Lapis's imagination at that point, the way that Lapis just like shakes it off and it's like, I felt worse. Oh yeah, boss moment, legendary move. And it was so like, can I give a snap? I'm gonna like, that is a snap for Lapis because that is the moment in a survivor's path that I want every survivor of violence to get to. A point where you can look back at all the trauma and all the stuff that you've internalized, that you've experienced, and be able to be like, oh yeah, I did that. So anything that comes next is like nothing in comparison to what I've been through because I am stronger, because I am worthy of deserving better than what I've been through. Lapis did that and Blue Diamond gagged, and I am so glad that things turned out the way that they did. We're definitely gonna talk about that more because I have a lot of things to say about intimate partner violence and consent and autonomy, especially in the current climate that we're in, especially through social media. I think that Steven Universe is an awesome platform to use to be able to better navigate these conversations. That being said, I'm gonna move on to the next question. Our next question comes from my pal, Steven. <laughs> no relation, maybe a little relation. <laughs> How do you think White Diamond's character will be shaped in the future episodes? Like, will we ever see her not be all glowy? <laughs> Steven, I think that that's a great question and that's something I'm really hoping for. And as I said before, I think that I'm going to really want to have an episode that focuses on White Diamond as a character. However, to best answer your question at this time, I think that White Diamond's character is going to continue in future episodes to be treated as this anomaly. Like, yeah, we got this little preview, but I feel like we're going to see more of the gems that work under her or directly with her, as well as seeing more of White Pearl before we see more of White Diamond on stage. In fact, I think that the next time that we see White Diamond is going to be in a flashback through Pink Diamond's eyes. So <laughs> get ready for that and clock me on it. Our last question at this time comes from Anonymous, and Anonymous asks, How do you think we can use Steven Universe in the future to increase activism engagement and community turnout? Oh, okay, so let's break that one down, right? First and foremost, I think that Steven Universe has already inspired a lot of the people who are already doing the marches, doing the protests, who are speaking out against injustice around the world. That's a huge part of what makes Steven Universe such an amazing show to begin with. 
not only has there been so much visibility within social justice movements, but I've had the pleasure and the honor of marching with so many people of color in New York City, especially LGBTQ folks, especially trans, queer, non-binary, and gender non-conforming youth who have used social justice platforms and Steven Universe as a way to be able to not only connect with their community, but also get their message across. For example, I know a group of youth who I work with from time to time who use Steven Universe as a way to be able to better explain to their community members some of the injustices that they experience as transgender individuals. They talk about how is it that folks discuss fusion and how they discuss pink lars and how they discuss character development in a way that is digestible or palatable in Steven Universe and its characters and then hold folks accountable to that conversation and say, why is it so difficult to have that same energy when it comes to me and my lived experiences? I also go to a lot of protests throughout New York City and all I see is a bunch of like fan art and like posters and stuff that'll say things like LGBTQ solidarity and it'll have like pictures of Ruby and Sapphire and then it'll have like fusions into Garnet. There's a lot of like non-binary queer visibility in characters like Stevani. Even the way that they stood up the entire um, Steven Universe crew in the Reunited episode, the way that they all stood their ground and fought against their oppressors, Blue and Yellow Diamond, even the way that the cluster came through and the choices that they made, being so many survivors of violence, so much fragility in that, and look at what they all fused and worked together to do, even to take down Yellow Diamond's ship and Blue's on top of that. When I see those moments on the show, I think about a lot of the movements happening today, thinking about trans visibility, thinking about access to healthcare, thinking about how we need to do better as a collective to create space for folks living with disabilities, folks who are undocumented. You know, when we're talking about creating more platforms for youth to be able to act and not waiting for moments of violence to happen in our community to give them an ounce of space to talk about it. When I think of all those things, I think about the cluster. I think about how there's a reason why is it that there are so many oppressors trying to divide us when we can be the voices of reason. We could be voices like Stephen, who find ways to gather everyone together as a collective to fuse into this one entity and then see how powerful we are, see how amazing we create change. When I see Steven Universe and I think about our communities and our collectives and our movements, I think about the cluster. I think about the crystal gems. I think about Steven Universe because it is a reflection of who we are in a way, we inspired the universe. So anyone who's listening to this podcast, thank yourself for that. Give yourself some props. When you watch this show, know that you are inspiring the next generation. Because if it wasn't for you and the aspiring allyship that you provide in your everyday life, none of this would be possible. So thank you. So clearly, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> and there's a lot that I want to talk about. And that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast. 
But it's also because of the fact that I have these conversations all the time with my coworkers, with my friends, with my clients who bring up Steven Universe, who want to talk about Steven Universe and some things that come up for them and how it relates to their experiences. I want to be able to have these conversations with folks who are looking for a platform, who are looking for a place where they can feel affirmed, where they can feel heard. If you're listening to this, this podcast is for you. While there are other podcasts who talk about Steven Universe, and shout out to Mackenzie and the entire podcast crew for the official Steven Universe podcast, you are all an amazing inspiration and a reason why is it that I felt inspired to do this. I really appreciate Rebecca Sugar and Jeff Liu and the Crewniverse for everything that they've produced and everything that they're continuing to work on. Know that I see you. Know that you are so important to me and to the fan base and to our community. And what you're doing is absolutely pioneering and revolutionary. I want to use Steven Universe as a way to better navigate conversations that we have all the time, but sometimes we just don't have the access to the language or the code needed to best find resolution and to figure out how we move forward. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about is definitely the queer identity, talking about Steven Universe through a LGBTQ lens. We're also going to be talking about current events, whether it's talking about the Naranja Nalga himself, our president, I refuse to do his name, and matter of fact, not my president. We're also going to be talking about other things that come up with folks, such as how we experience violence, how we navigate violence. We're going to be talking about in-depth character analysis and what are some things that come out of different characters in Steven Universe. But most importantly, I'm going to be connecting with you all using social media. So I was trying to figure out what was the best way to be able to keep in contact with folks and to know that they're listening, but also to be able to receive feedback, tips, suggestions. That being said, you can find me on any social media platform using the username or the handle Rafi Regulus. So that's R-A-F-F-Y-R-E-G-U-L-U-S. Rafi Regulus, all one word. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you find me in other places, ask for consent first because, you know, that's like my business and you just, you don't know my life. It's okay. Emotional labor is real and so self-care. <laughs> so yeah, I really want to encourage folks to contact me. Oh, I'm also on Reddit, by the way. So if you ever see me on the Steven Universe subreddit or the Steven Universe League subreddit, say hi. I'm encouraging folks to reach out to me. I have a Facebook group, Self-Care and Steven Universe. It's private, but if you send an invite, I will add you. There's some group agreements there in order to make sure that the group is safe for folks who are navigating these conversations. And most importantly, anybody who reaches out to me, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for subscribing. Stay tuned for the next episode. And... Feel free to ask me any questions to inspire me of some topics that I could bring up. We've got a lot to talk about, and I'm glad that you're going to be in that conversation with me.
Yes, we did it. Ow, this is Self Care and Steven Universe. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, my name is Rafi. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. My handle is Rafi Regulus, all one word. Feel free to reach out to me if anything. Join the Facebook group if you're interested. And I'm looking forward to our next time we're together. Laters.